Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah. I'm jigging along. I'm clicking my fingers here. into our mailbox this week. Judith, tell everybody what that oh. is. I'm having a massive, hot, flushy thing at that. Of joy. I'm of... crying. Oh, yes. me too. It's joyous, isn't it? Well, you, you, you set down a challenge, didn't you, several weeks ago? Did I? Was... I can't even yes, remember. It was a while ago, and you oh, said, yes. wouldn't it be fab if somebody did the theme tune with a recorder? Thomas Warren, who's 32 years old and lives in New Zealand, Said he's well, I think they've got their second lockdown. He says he's got a bit of time on his hands, and he's done that. How much time on your hands would you need? I'd need about a hundred years if someone <laughs> set me that challenge with my musical ability, which is so bad it's not even at nil. If you had a scale of musical ability, mine is like sub, sub, sub. No, minus. it can't be. It can't Honestly, be. Honestly, Judith, you can test me one day. I'm absolutely. Toned down. Thomas Warren, he's th- as you said, Judith, he's 32. He 32? lives in New Zealand. How does he even know about it? <laughs> That's the mystery, isn't it? I've no idea. I'm pretty sure he says he listens to us while he's doing the dishes. But, you know, God, Thomas, bloody hell, gold stars. Oh, so he's, he's a gay, he's gay. That's why he's, he knows who we are. That's, we're big with the young gay men. We remind them of the mothers. That, um, <laughs> or, the, or the mothers they'd like to have had. Maybe it's, it's, I yes. think we might be quite big with men who have difficult relationships with their mothers and would rather think? we were, well, probably you, not me so much. <laughs> uh, or else men that were genuinely fond of their mothers might have lost their mothers and we're kind of mother replacements. Whatever it is, Judith, it's quite a position of responsibility. It is. Well, either that, I think, perhaps, or we are kind of living proof that mothers could be even worse. Maybe maybe they listen to us and think, yeah. oh, thank God, thank God. Yeah, thank Mine's God, quite that normal. not coming for Christmas. Yeah, thank absolutely. Thank God I'm not going to have that for two weeks over the holiday period. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, did you, see that that did you see that somebody had invited us to dinner in Sydney? <laughs> International, Judith. Judith, do you yeah. know Should what Should we go? This means? What? Well, yeah, let's just pop by. Pop by unannounced. <laughs> see how they cope with that. But they, they do strike me as the kind of women that would have a vat of coleslaw at the ready just in case. I think so they, they just would. might I do th- that. Well, anyway, Judith, you know I live in a world of pain now and again. Uh, uh, this is, you know, it's not it's not dramatic. It's not going to kill me, but I get very Sounds bad. dramatic. Yes, I Go know. On. I'm being dramatic about it. It's yes. my mouth ulcers. You know oh, how I, I know. suffer. Yeah, I do know you suffer. It's mostly allergy-driven. Uh, anything red, tomatoes, etc. Um, anyway, uh, I was in the chemist the other day and I said, I can go on no longer. Uh, I'm at the end of my tether. And Did anyway, you? they gave me this little tube of gel. 
mm-hmm. and it's um, Aura Gel, and I've got the Dental Gel. I think it's for people who've just had teeth taken out oh. and are in, you know, a lot of agony. Yeah. And it numbs, Judith. It numbs. I, you know, I don't know quite where to put it next because it's so effective. Mm-mm-mm. I'm just putting a little bit on my mouth else now. Am I? <laughs> Oh, oh, it hurts a little, stings a little, oh, little sting, 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 sting. And then, oh, the sweet wow. relief. Wow. So, yeah, so this... better than Bongella, which is the only thing oh, I know God. about. Oh, Judith, that that's for babies. Look, is that to babies? Is it? Is it? This is the heroin of the mouth uh, yeah, ulcer, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. This is like kind of liquid morphine. I mean, we shouldn't be encouraging the use, etc. And I'm sure it's not liquid, liquid morphine, because I don't think it would cost under a fiver from the chemist if it was. But anyway... <laughs> Um, if anybody like me suffers from the mouth ulcers, um, that's that does it does the trick anyway. Very good. And you're not talking like, like you did have a filling done. So so, so it's mm, numb, but you can Give me time. I've put I've put <laughs> quite I've just slathered quite a big lump on actually, and mm. I think in about five minutes. <laughs> Anyway, um, what about that recorder thing? Wasn't it good? Oh, it was so good and it took me back. Did it take you back to the well, recorder days? Well, where did days? it take you back to, Judith? I want mm. you to paint me a picture of the little Judith in her recorder class. Well, I, I, what I'd completely forgotten about, of course, is that um, they were communal, weren't they? So basically... Yeah. I, and I'm picturing myself in, maybe I was wearing the Airtex, maybe it was after gym, I don't know. But yes, there, there was a kind of a, a communal recorder box and yeah. you took one. Yeah. And if you were unlucky and like the class before I'd been doing recorder, oh, it was still yeah. wet, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember Damp. having to blow it out? I think you used to blow so somebody spit. else's spit yeah, out. Yeah, blow the other person's spit out. <laughs> Can you imagine doing that in the day, days of Corona? Oh. God, let's have a filthy box of communal recorders yeah, for a load of primary school kids. Well, my abiding sense of this, my abiding memory, is the smell was like dog breath. It was like a box oh. of wet dog breath. Yes, it was. Of the spittle-chewed wood. Do you remember, oh, yeah. do you remember the white bit? You, if, you, if you were really, it was like, oh, God. Now, the white um, bit, if you're talking about white bits, yours were plastic yeah. then. Your no, they were wood. Oh, no, they oh, were wood. wood. But, the th- but the thing you used to blow in was... Yeah, was, um, yeah chewed. Plastic, Absolutely. wasn't it? Like a dog, was. like a terrier had had it. Like your poppy <laughs> had had it in its basket for about six months. Oh, Disgusting. I, the, I know. The only thing I ever mastered was the first three notes of, of Good King Wenceslas. And bear in mind that they're all three the same. <laughs> they're the same notes. That was the only thing. And do you remember the leaflets that came with it? Yeah, exactly. And then they came with a leaflet, didn't they? And they were supposed to show you with little black dots as to where you, you know, how many fingers you did and everything. And some bastard children were just great. They were really... I was still... Well, you know, I, I've Dunce. never had any musical skills whatsoever. And I mean, I think very early on in Recorder, this was pretty apparent. Um, and I remember sort of manfully trying to play Little Bird I Have Heard. Did you do that one, Judith? Little that Bird go? I Have Heard. La, la, la. What a pretty song you sing. I think oh. I'm demonstrating my lack of musical ability <laughs> quite well here. Wasn't too bad. Wasn't and too the, bad. The thing is, I'm a dribbler, Judith. The world divides <laughs> into the dribblers and the non-dribblers. Uh, you know, any end will do. And I was one of those girls that the spit would come out the other end. It was come out more... drip onto your foot. Well, no, worse than that, Judith. It would drip into the Tuna Day book. And my Tuna Day book looked like it had been left out in the rain for a couple of months. 
<laughs> it was all bumpy with my own spit. Oh, we were. I, I do you think we were? I think I was. I was. Yeah, obviously shoved to the back in some dullard's corner in terms of the music. And then of course everybody scampered on. I remember. You know, the people at the front scampered on with reading music and... or going on to other instruments because the recorder yeah. is the first thing, isn't it? And I yeah. think it's the sorting of the wheat from the chaff. It probably. It's is. a bit like a sorting hat in Harry Potter. <laughs> you know, if if you can master little bird or or good king wenceslas yeah. then you're automatically put on a list yeah. which yeah. sort of says potential for yeah. other instruments yeah. sent possibly. home with a violin with a, yeah. in a case oh, yeah look at me ever? look at me did you ever oh no, of course i didn't of course i didn't <laughs> never have you ever been in a choir have you ever oh, have you ever no no um oh, right once upon a time this is a terrible thing that happened to me at a very young and tender age my sister can sing a bit, right? I don't know about Benjamin because um, I've never bothered to ask or listen. He's quite a lot younger than me, my younger yeah. brother. So, you know, whether he could sing or not, what was I? I wouldn't be interested. Oh, of course you wouldn't. I'm giving a shit about whether Ben could sing or not. But I was at the same primary school in Berlin as my sister. And there was a, an, a, an incident whereby our school, which was Schlossenberg International School, Right. And we were going to be on the television singing, a, a, I think it was an English carol. Wow. Yes, yes. Uh, guess who was asked to stand at the back and mine? <laughs> <laughs> now, you've got to bear in mind that I left Berlin when I was about eight. So this happened to me before I was eight. Oh, Jenny. I was already being told, more or less, by a television producer that I was spoiling sound. <laughs> Something Actually and I always remember. I, I I don't know whether this is a real memory or something that I've conjured up in my head, but I can see my sister singing on the television. <laughs> I can see this the cameras on At her the front, focusing her singing, on her, like in songs I, of praise. Yeah, and oh. I cannot see me. Of course, she can't. Because no. I don't think the camera came anywhere near me. Oh, it's it's kind of even worse than being pe picked last for netball, isn't it? That, that yeah. I, it's actually worse than that, and that was always quite bad because that it's happened traumatized to me. me for life. Now, what did you do with the girls? Did you push? Yes, of course I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm surprised you even have to ask. Yes, yeah, Sienna. Got, I think Sienna got up to grade five. Or oh, there was a lot of, you know, taking them and hanging around outside for an hour. Didn't have the, didn't even have mobile phones in that in those yeah. days. I don't know what, what I used do? to do. In the car. I mean, yeah. um, masturbate. And, yeah, that's all we used to do in the olden <laughs> days because we didn't have we didn't have Twitter. We just used to masturbate. Masturbating in the car, <laughs> waiting for our daughters. I've never done that. And oh. um, yes, yeah, so yeah, I think Sienna got to grade five, and you know, characteristically, Ellen got to I think about three or four. Um, so there were a lot, so there were concerts. I think I think I think the trouble is that then what would happen is that they'd say, "Oh, we're doing a concert," you know, and we sort of lay out the chairs like kids do, um, and sell us our own chalk ices out of the freezer, and sort of you know all that business. So there was a lot of oh, it's very good. Oh, there's another one coming. You know, it's another number. And there's did another you have? Number. A piano in the house. I can't remember. Yeah, we did in the hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes. What about you? I suppose Phoebe did. Did she? Of course, she oh, did. But, well, you know, first of all, we we attempted the cello with her, but that wasn't what successful. first. First, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I think it was the thing that was left over at her school. You know, all the violins had gone, and <laughs> and then um, she was never. She never. She never showed any real promise. But uh, and it was a big fucker in the car as well. You know, to be honest. <laughs> 
was. I think they just like the favoured parents got the little violins and all that kind of thing. And I think they were a bit fed up of me. And they just thought, all right, bitch, you can have the chair. <laughs> you can lug this around. <laughs> yeah. Take that. And then when she went to her um, girl's secondary school, um, I, I pushed her into the piano. And I was convinced she was gifted, of course. I thought she might be a, a concert pianist. Naturally. Uh, and I think she was all right, and I think she got some grades, but I have no idea where she went up to. And then I found out later that she and her piano teacher just got on really well. And she told the piano teacher she wasn't really interested in playing the piano. And the piano teacher said, yeah, but your parents really want you to do it. So, you know, why don't we just have a nice chat? <laughs> really? <laughs> just, really? To, yeah, they used to play a bit of piano, but not, you know, not with any sort of marked improvement. And they just had a lovely chat. And I think Phoebe really liked this teacher. And they just had half an hour of lovely chatting. And that's well, fine. Probably well, I was paying through the nose. <laughs> <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and then, but I think also... Um, what the worst thing I've told you this before, Judith, and I'll just very briefly say it. It was that the the pushiness of the parent that can really backfire, and that time, and when it really manifested itself was when I bought her the pink electric guitar. Well, Jeff oh, yeah. got it from when he was working at the TV Times, and she was absolutely gutted on Christmas Day. And as she admitted to me years later, just said, "I thought you really wanted me to to be in a band, and I thought I don't want to be in a band." And she. Doesn't well, doesn't understand that I'm not. I don't want to be a Spice Girl. <laughs> Isn't the terrible things we do to our children? Anyway, um, that's our mm. musical thing out of the way. We have seen each other recently, yeah. have this we is not? Why people will be listening in. They're wondering whether we've fallen out. Some people are thinking <laughs> there might not be a show this week. Maybe exactly. they're sick to death of each other. Or... Exactly. We went quite well, Judith. I think well, the meal it wasn't did. good. Well, it was um, it was lovely to see. It really was. It was fabulous to see you. Uh, but I think we should. I think we should give each other's marks. Me, I think I should mark you as the host, and you should mark me as the guest. Well, me and Mike as guests. Uh, you know, I just think mm. that, that might be an interesting thing to do. Don't you think? Well, you well, I'm quite anxious about this, Judith, because <laughs> I've never really done this before, and well, not out loud. I mean, obviously, Jeff and I have come back from dinner parties and things and gone, oh, well, you know, what about that pudding? That was awful, wasn't it? Well, of course you have. Who hasn't? Um, but, the, the main fun bit about being in a couple is that you can do that on the way home. Yeah, uh, um, but I, I I, think that, um, uh, well, uh, for my, uh, my, I'm going to mark my chicken dish first and I give that a six. It was a bit dry. Well, yeah, it was very nice. It was very, it was very nice indeed. I just, I just think we, we could probably have eaten about three times as much. I'm, I mean, that that's the only thing. I mean, we are big eaters, Jenny. I don't. You've obviously forgotten or not noticed that whenever I've eaten at your house, I've eaten more than you and Jeff put together. And Mike, honestly, Mike's terrible. Mike, 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 I've noticed. Well, I don't actually. know where he puts it. No, I know he's, he's not even overweight, is he? But I've noticed he's underweight, Judith. <laughs> Well, he came in, I thought, poor Don't little rub mite. It in. Don't rub it in. Uh, no, but he's a he's a very big. In fact, I've noticed he, he's so greedy when he goes to eat at to other people's houses. I've noticed that Liz, occasionally, you know, obviously he has seconds, you know, hearty yeah. seconds. And then once or twice in the past, she said, "Will anybody like a bit more?" He said, "Yes, please." <laughs> well, I, I you have could... to admit, right, that um, when I got the chicken out of the freezer, I thought, "Oh, these thighs are a bit." <laughs> They're a bit supermodel. <laughs> <laughs> what a call. They, they had a bit of a thigh gap. I was hoping for, you know, some 
plump chicken thighs. I thought, oh, well, I'm fucked if I'm going back to the supermarket now. This will yeah, have wow. to do. And we only, th- I, all right, we had two chicken thighs each. And I cut them up to try. Spread them out. Spread Spread them them out. out. And when I was serving it out, I was trying to sort of do a bit of a family hold back on me and Jeff. (laughs) Were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, we had one chicken thigh each. (laughs) And you and Mike had three each. (laughs) And you were still... And then at the end of the meal, right, and I put some cheese and biscuits out. Mike was eating cheese and bread. (laughs) It was... had a big sourdough loaf and and he cut himself a big slab of bread. That was after... The there chicken, the pu- and the pudding, yeah. and, the and the cheese and biscuit. But he had cheese and mm. bread to kind of fill himself yeah. up. <laughs> yes, he is. He's a big eater, I'm afraid. He really is. I mean, I it was delicious. I, I mean, I must admit, Sunday lunch, I was expecting some gravy. So there was there was a bit of gravy oh. let down, if I'm honest. You know, yeah, just no, being no. honest. Because well, I like was, a bit of gravy. It was I'm in s- a paprika and a smoked paprika and cumin. It was chicken thighs and smoke. It was a tray bake. Yeah, it was a bit dry. Um, I, should have, I should have popped a kettle on and just sort of, you know, slopped some hot water in it. Really. Is that why you brought out a jug of yogurt, which did confuse me? That that what we weren't quite sure what to do. That we had a dollar. It was beach, a Moroccan but... dish, Judith. Oh, was it? Yes. Oh, see, you should have explained that. Perhaps you should well, have announced. You shouldn't need that. explaining. It was. It was. Did you not think? Well, you. Because it had cumin and um, paprika, and so one of the serving suggestions, you did say, what's this yoghurt for? And I thought, well, it's, it's said on the recipe, it's said we're on the just, BBC recipe, serving suggestions kids, with, with, with yes. Oh, I see. So you didn't just go to the fridge and think, oh, I'll plump it out with that. I thought that's what you'd done. Oh, I'm sorry I hadn't realised. Had you said, oh, well, I'm going to mark you up a bit for that then. Because you, you were down, you were about six and a half, but I'm putting you up to a seven <laughs> overall then. But I thought the bought pudding, bought pudding, you know, you lost a bit of marks on that, I'm afraid. Oh, yeah, well, do you know, well, the, 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 we'll explain later why I did not have much time to uh, cater to your every whim. Also, I was going to do a side dish, a side fruit salad. Um, and then all, all my, when I looked at my fruit, <laughs> it had all gone off. <laughs> and there was this pineapple weeping. In the, do you know what oh. I mean? When it's just, and you, it looks all right from a distance. Oh. And then when you pick it up, the bottom half yeah. is just... So, oh, I do. Sudden. And then it's fizzy. You know when it yeah, goes fizzy? Yeah. Thought, can't, she won't let me get away with that. No. And then there were these blackberries in the uh, fridge and they were just thick with mould. I mean, you know, absolutely. <laughs> I thought, well, it's a yeah, good it's prob- job I bought that lemon yeah. tart yeah. from Marks well, it is, and Spencer. It? it was very nice. It's very nice. Although the, the size of the slice that Jeff offered me first was was kind of embarrassingly small. I, I know, but he, you said small, so he did... What yeah, he sliver. Do? I was talking a sliver. Well, anyway, oh. yeah, clearly, Mike and I could eat you out. I mean, we're obviously much bigger eaters in a did rather embarrassing Did you have something way. on the way home? Well... <laughs> no, did you, did you stop for we an had, ice cream? No, we had something when we got back there. Oh, we had something Sorry. for supper. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did we have for supper? Um, oh, we well, didn't remember. have any leftover chicken, that's for sure. Oh, no, there was no leftover chicken. No, of course there, was some, there wasn't. There was some mm. red pepper, because it was red peppers as well. There was some red pepper and potato. And I think because I had an old piece of quiche knocking around from a oh, few... I don't, I don't, don't knock an old piece of quiche. I'm wrong oh, with no, that. I should have put that on the side. <laughs> well, I think we'd have, we'd have cobbled it up. Yes. The, only thing, the other thing that happened, of course, at lunch is that I was so keen to get the olives down my gob that I splattered bloody black olive stuff all over that gorgeous 
silky top I wore. First time I'd worn it. What did I do for you, Judith? Oh, you I were very good. I put it in good. Yeah, I'm going to give you a very high mark for hostess because you were very, the two of you were very good. Straight in the washing machine. Yeah, alone just great on stains. He immediately went into sort of his stain hero. He's kind of like a, a, a Mr. Stain hero. And he said, you want to get that off and in the wash as soon as possible. I know, brilliant. I'm, very good calmly, advice. I said, Judith, remove your top. <laughs> You're welcome to sit at my table in your bra. Oh, it's a good one. Imagine? I know it is. Dear me. And we whipped your top off. I lent you a top. Very good. And, very uh, good. Very in the, good. Straight in the washing machine and yeah. the, the stain came out. I know. It's very good. I mean, it's only because I didn't want to be upstaged by your change of costume, which you'd announced to the whole gang that you were going to do, which indeed you did. Yeah, well, you did as well, but mm. only by default. Yeah, by accident. You. So you're, you actually beat me because you did three changes. First of all, you arrived in your cos silky top. <laughs> With your patterned trousers. <laughs> Which I thought was a bit of a triumph myself. Yes, very, very good no, outfit. Um, before I splattered it, but yeah. And then on. you did the splatter, so I lent you just a, a pink uh, toast linen top which i think you look very nice in actually i think the color i think you looked good in that color i think mm. a pale pink is good on you because you've got good color and um i was wearing the swirly orange yes tunic that my cruise mother wear. bought me yeah yes. the cruise wear that my mother bought me for my 60th birthday very nice we then both had a costume change because <laughs> because i wanted my pink top back and I didn't want you swandering back off to Oxford with it. Yeah. And so you went to your suitcase in the car and you got out your your cos jumpsuit. I know, I had two triumphs, I think, in cos this time. But what would you call the thing I had? A jumpsuit, that's right, a jumpsuit. Yeah, very, it was, very but it was, it, 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 it's better than that because it was a tailored jumpsuit and that's why it suited you because it was a, a navy blue linen and it's quite crisp, sleeveless. Does it have a zip down the front? Yes, zip down the front. Yes, zip down the front. So it's not too bad when you go to the loo. It's pretty bad, but it's not too bad. Yeah, but you see, I think that because you're that much taller than me, that structured shape, the sleeveless and the, but the quite well fitting one, I think yeah. it really suits you. And I was wearing the baggier black linen dungarees that I got from the white company that I copied off my sister in law, Penny. That had a, a Twitter frenzy of people oh, saying frenzy. how much they loved it, I, yeah. I believe. Over, uh, I mean, I think it was over 5,000 likes, Judith, for the. You're uh, joking. No, I should Bloody hell. I know. I know. God. People need to get out more, don't they? They've <laughs> been stuck at home a long time. I don't, they I do look done. good, though. They look. Re you look. You really did look very, very good in those. And then I put on the ridiculous orthopedic Japanese yeah, sure trainers that shows. I got for my birthday as well. Yeah, I'm sort not of, sure about those shoes. Yeah, I know they're really odd, aren't they? Uh, they're like Japanese black plastic trainers with a massive wedge, and they've got. You didn't notice they've got a purple stripe at the back. Well, no, they make you look like Minnie Mouse, Jenny. I don't know what yeah. you're thinking of. Yeah, I mean, and also you're. Gonna wobble off that. You're gonna have. I think you're gonna have a nasty ankle injury with those shoes. Just saying. No, I won't because I've got. I'm. I'm I've got better balance than that. I can. I can manage just a, a <laughs> plastic wedge because um, it's not a heel. But yeah, they. They are a. They're. A, I think they're a sort of. Um, acquired taste, and I'm going to wear them a few times more before I. I decide whether. Oh, they... I think we could do a poll. I uh, listen. Listen. We've had a poll oh. on my sandals. And I was made to get rid of okay. them. Okay, okay. Uh, all right, well, well, it's I'm, your I'm turn, I'm certainly not Jenny. getting rid of these because Jeff bought me them for my, for my birthday. Okay, so but they could be sidelined. I, I, I think we need a directive. I won't listen, of course. But anyway, <laughs> to, yes, the listeners can have their fun and they can do their verdict. And I think a lot of uh, fans of the orthopaedic walking shoe that you uh, 
had to pretend yes, to throw away. I think I we'll know have which way they're going to vote. Yeah, I, I know. Think. Which and I know, going. Judith, the trouble is, I don't trust you not to vote and vote and vote <laughs> and vote. Not to spend an entire <laughs> afternoon sitting there just pressing the same button over and over and over again, cackling yeah. like a witch. <laughs> yes, I do cackle. I'm so sorry about that. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, okay, so your trip to London included, I mean, the highlight included coming to us for lunch, but it also Very had so. other, other highlights. And I mean, it one did. of the things, yeah. so jealous of your trip to the Model oh, Village. The Model Village. <gasps> Jenny, oh, well, it's on the way to London. It's halfway, kind of between Oxford and London. And we got to the, the I saw this, well, we often drive past that sign. It's called the um, Beckinscott Model Village. Yeah. I think it's the biggest and the first model village like ever. And it's a very British thing, isn't it? And um, so, yeah, we peeled off. We had a bit of time and got ourselves a slot, which was amazing, you know, because obviously you have to book your head. Yeah. Oh, Jenny, have oh, you ever God. been? I, I, I'm sort of so desperate to go. I mean, you know, I wanted to go to Japan before lockdown and all that. Yeah. I wanted to go to Japan, I wanted to go to um, Sweden. But now that, you know, life has shrunk around <laughs> us, all I really want to do is go to the Beckinscott Model Village. Oh, Jenny, it's amazing. It's enormous, first oh, of all. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, could, I had to be prized away with there for ages and I could, I could have spent the whole day there. And it, yeah, so, and there's a little kind of steam train that goes that around it. Well, no, there's a kind of ride that you can take to the, you know, from where you kind of go in. No, we didn't, we didn't do that. No, but there's a little model steam train with stations and oh. station masters. And then there's, you know, a kind of village and a farm. What era is it set in? Does 1929. It's, so it was built in 19, it, it was, you know, that's when it, that's when it was built. So all um, the characters are dressed in 1929 yes. clothes. Yes, they are. And all the shop fronts and, you know, little diddy kind of baker's shops all at, all at sort of foot level, you know, for kids. Um, and then, oh, the things that I found most enchanting was a... Um, an open air pool, a sort of posh hotel, you know, with kind of lovely cars arriving. And then there was a there was an outdoor pool with people on the sun loungers and somebody swimming, somebody going off the diving board and a lifeguard and everything. And they were all obviously in 1920s sort of costumes and everything. Uh, and you I know, when you put that on the Instagram, yeah, I, I thought I, for a moment you'd actually gone somewhere. <laughs> I didn't look at it properly. <laughs> I know. 
fucking hell. Judith's gone to Switzerland. Yeah, I know. Well, people, but I, there were a couple of people who said, oh my God, I was just about to ask you where it is because I'm trying to book a holiday. It was, it was so realistic. And then and then there was kind of workers' cottages that I, that, you know, that other photo that I put on um, of a kind of, um, you know, retired old couple and she's got a sort of hair in a barn and she's sitting, you know, on a bench and he's got with the allotment and he's got his braces on and everything. I can't oh, remember it's just... that one. I'm not sure you put that one up. I'll have to oh, check Oh, I that. think I put that on Twitter. But it is. Okay. Um, and then there were kind of, then there's brilliant bit of humour, which is, is there's sort of, there's, there's houses being built and it's Jerry Builders and Co. And, um, you know, it, it's a lot of the shop names have kind of got humour in them. And then, and then there's, oh, you see, I get really carried Could away. Could you buy anything we, in the shop, Judith? Could you buy any little Disappointing. Disappointing. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, I'm afraid so. Disappointing. But you know that thing that happens that we've talked about before as you get to our age where you start to like doll's houses and you yeah. start to, you know, hobby craft becomes this sort of mecca. So it is like, you know, it's like the doll's house, like, you know, plus, 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 plus. And everywhere. in terms of visitors, who was having the best time? Was it women our age or was it children? And what about men? Were men going around going, I love it, I love it. I <laughs> Can't wait really. to come again. No, I mean, we, Mike and I were the only adults without any children or grandchildren, I think. I'm sure we were. But I, um, yeah, I think I, it was actually, now you've asked, it's interesting. I think the women were enjoying it more than the men. Mike you quite liked it and he quite liked the trains, you know, obviously. But no, I, and there was also a little boy that was following the trains round, kind of running between the stations and waiting for it to arrive in a station. I, I mean, he was having a ball. It's just, it's enchanting. It's pointless, but wonderful. And it's Do not you know I mean? pointless. It's, it's not pointless at all. It's, there's so much point to a model village. I love a model village. I love a model village and I love a floral clock. There's not enough of that no, sort of stuff no, around. No. So that was that was one of your highlights of London. What else? You went, went to the National to the Gallery. National Gallery yeah. booked a slot. Uh, very good, very well organised, nice and empty. There were three tours that you could take. Mike took one, I took the, another one. We took different <laughs> ones. I don't know why we did that. I think he did no, that on purpose. No. Get away so, from me. Get away from me. Ooh, yeah. Maybe go to a model village. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just want to walk around from my, by myself for about an hour going, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> Get away from that mad woman yeah. who's annoying me. Now, uh, so that was exciting, going to the... Uh, so you had... A, now, you did travel on London public transport, though, didn't you? Yeah, well, we were going to get an Uber, but we just thought this is ridiculously expensive, so we didn't have any choice, do we? There was a lot... There were, yes, we went We went on the tube. I was reluctant. I was nervous. You, there was a pep talk before we got on. It was fine going in. It was kind of quite empty, and everybody was wearing masks, and it was all quite easy. Mm -hmm. However, coming back, got into this carriage, and I looked... Well, quite a few people not wearing masks. So sort of went to a bit where there weren't too many people sat down. And then this guy got on in front of us, no mask, you know, just mm. absolutely brazen. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'm going to have to say something. I'm going to say something. So mm. I said, excuse me, but why aren't you wearing a mask? We all have to wear masks. And he, instead of saying, oh, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I'll put it on. He was like, kind of, well, I don't have to. We don't have to do that. Well, I thought we did. And then Mike said, well, actually, we're sort of in the vulnerable category, to which he said, well, you're obviously both so, so neurotic. I don't know what you're doing on the tube anyway. Well, that's not the point, is it? 
It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not. It isn't. No, that's 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 sort of such. That's the epitome of selfishness. Actually, that 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 sentence just encapsulates. It is, isn't it? It is selfishness of that kind of behaviour. Yeah, and then he starts to say, "Well, I don't." I don't know why everybody's doing, you know, what you, the government's telling you to do. Uh, and, you know, it's like this in Nazi Germany, at which point I just thought, oh, Mike, come on, we'll just move. Yeah. So we just had to move carriages. But, yeah. you know, there were other people without masks as well. It's, I said, what do you do? You've got to say something, haven't you? Uh, well, you, well, I didn't tell you last week because I was still too upset about it. But I had such an ugly incident in my local Sainsbury's that I'm actually not going for a couple of weeks. I don't think they want me there, for starters. They didn't outright ban me, but I think I came very close. Oh, shit. And, yeah, I'll just, it, very quickly in a nutshell, I went into the, into Sainsbury's, masked up, two guys come in. Uh, late 30s, good looking, um, uh, you know, sort of just not masked. And I said, excuse me, why aren't you wearing masks? Well, I got the the complete aggressive diatribe. You know, I'm a sheep. It's all brainwashing. Yeah, it's same the thing. Conspiracy or this? How kind of ridiculous! Thing. And I just, I just, and they said we don't have to, we don't want to, we're not going to. And I just, I lost it. Uh, and I just shouted as if I had a megaphone. I didn't quite do Sergeant Major voice, which might have been actually made it funny, but I didn't. And I just went, selfish men not wearing masks in the supermarket. Like that, that loud. Bloody hell, well done. That well loud. done. Okay. Did, well, now, did people cheer? I'd have bloody cheered. I'd have yeah, come round and applauded you. Yeah, because you're one of us, Judith. You're a, a, you know, you're an older and wider and you'd have yeah. rallied round. You might have said, all right, love, you know, keep it down. And they look a bit mad, you know. <laughs> you might have to run and that's not going to work, is it, you fat, daft cow? But, um... I got absolutely no support from any of the oh, other shoppers. Jenny, Everyone that's shrank awful. back. I mean, there were quite a lot of middle-aged couples, and I have to say, the men just vanished. Oh, dear. And I don't blame them because they're the ones that are going to get thumped in the face if um, if they confront. I'm not because I'm an older woman, and they, these guys are not going to look cool hitting mm. me. Mm. So then, instead of getting any support, I get a haranguing from two other women who are also maskless. And, and do the whole... There was one who went complete fishwife on me. Oh, and she was going... God. You don't have to wear a mask. You, don't, you know, some people don't have to wear a mask because they've got, they got, they got, um, they got exemptions in there because they've got medical exemptions. They don't have to wear a mask. You don't always... There's nothing to do with you. They don't have to wear a mask. They don't have to. It's a very good impression you, of a fishwife, Yeah, I, <laughs> Well, it's, it's, you know, quite near to my heart. And um, I said, well, I did ask them why they weren't. And they said, because we don't have to and we don't want to. So that's not a But they do have to. I mean, that's ridiculous as well, well isn't it? Well, apparently is not, um, is not going to, oh, what's it called, put, it, put anything into action. They are going to more or less leave it to the customer's di uh, discretion. Oh, for goodness. Oh, well, I'm not getting into Sainsbury's again either. That's a Well, I think most shops do this because they cannot, they cannot police it. They can only police it by calling the police and then the police God. are going to, you know, they can't come out to every single shop where mm. someone chooses not to wear mm. a mask. And mm. this is where the whole selfishness comes mm, in. Is. And that means that people like you and me try and police it and that's not very sensible because actually it just leads to very bad feeling. At the end, I, went, I spoke to a manager and I was, I felt a bit fobbed off, but I also mm. understood that they were mm. in a very difficult situation mm. because they cannot have their security guards risking life and limb every 10 minutes no but i mean but i think it's to it's for people to club together and complain isn't it to say look you know 
um, I feel uncomfortable with you out where we've got to, we've got to support each other when we're having those conversations, surely. Oh, it's awful. Oh, dear, anyway, dear, dear. The other thing, yes. what was the other highlight of your um, London trip? What was the other highlight that you found? Oh, well, another gallery. Yes. We, yes, which was absolutely lovely. You, at the end of lunch, you took us to have a look at Jeff's gallery. It's re- I mean, it's seriously grown up, Jenny. It is lovely. It is. Mm. Re- and it's very small, but it's not, it's not tiny. It's not like a babyish space. It's quite a domestic space. It's just in a Victorian. It's it's sort of. I think it's a, a house actually. It's the ground floor of a, a Victorian house. It's only Saturdays and Wednesdays in East Dulwich. And if anyone's local, I don't expect anyone to travel to this. Uh, but if you are local to East Dulwich, it's behind Franklin's Fruit and Veg, which is on Lordship Lane. And the number of the gallery is one five five A Lordship Lane. But it's actually on the corner of Lordship Lane and Boredale Road. Anyway. Uh, and we had a, you know, it was it was so exhausting setting this up, and I didn't do anything, but it was still exhausting, Judith. And basically, half of it is twentieth century prints, and uh, one wall is just contemporary paintings. So um, we had a very successful day, and on Saturday, a celebrity that both you and I occasionally have little fleeting fantasies over. The hots for. We have the hot spot, but we can't mention his name because it's not fair on him. Nobody no. wants to be sort of, you know, reported on for going shopping. But he bought a print, and honestly, I had to go outside while the transaction was going on. <laughs> you were overexcited. I was overexcited, <laughs> and and Phoebe had just turned up, and I, I kept saying, "Just go and look who it is. Just go and look who." It is. In fact, it was him and her. It was a couple. It was a, a sort of quite well-known couple in the acting world. And I honestly, I, I had to go for a, a bit of a walk around the block. I think that's very impressive. I mean, I, you know, I'm properly, I'm, you know, I'm properly impressed. But I think you should have an exhibition. I really do think you should have an exhibition in that space. Come on. I really do. You've got some lovely pieces. And well, Mike said that you and I should do one together. No, you should do one. I'm you should doing, do one. I can't. No, we're not doing that. It's too. Listen, we've got so much on our plates at the moment. You're trying to. What's Poppy up to? Poppy, Poppy. What well, do you know? What Poppy has kind of doubled in size. I looked at the pictures of when she um, arrived. And I looked at a recent picture. I think she has literally doubled in size. I'm so sad that we couldn't bring her to see you, but Ellen was looking after her here, and uh, you know I couldn't take her where we were staying. So kind of that was it, really. Jeff um, would have had a massive allergic reaction. Yeah, of course anyway. he would. I know he pretended to be disappointed. He wasn't disappointed. He at was all. relieved. Of course, his he sinuses was. are terrible at the moment. That would really, really have hurt. Yeah. But there we go. You know, yeah, it was yeah. I, I I missed out on seeing Poppy. I know. But... Well, one of these days, and when we're back in the studio, I will definitely bring her. But she so she's doubled in size, although she's still titting about about with food. She's still you know giving me the run around with food. Doesn't like the fucking stuff that you know I've still got one and a half sacks. The bolt bought, yeah. Oh, the bolt bought, absolutely. She still doesn't like that unless she put other bits and pieces on the top, and then she just eats that. Um. Sienna bought a brilliant thing, actually. She bought this kind of thing, which was like a bit like a kind of nursery um, wooden game that you put the treats in and they have to work out how to knock, you know, little counters off to get to the treats because they can smell them. 
Is that clever? So it's a sort of crystal maze for dogs. Yeah, yeah. To, to kind of, I mean, I think you and I could do with one for kettle crisps because I think, you know, to spin them out a bit. You know what I no, mean? We'd, we'd just turn it upside down and shake it till the crisps <laughs> fell out. That's what we'd, we'd find do. a way, wouldn't we? We yeah. would. We'd find yeah. a way. Take a hammer to it. Yeah. So, yeah. Judith, we've yammered on for quite a long time now. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um, I think it's time for us to go into our culture section of the show. Uh, mm -hmm. I think we need an Get update us. on our what are we reading? Well, I started a new book um, oh. called the, F the Familiars by Stacey Halls, which I think was a um, Richard and Judy thing last oh, year. Yes. But yeah. it's, it's, it's the book club, our book club. And it's, um, gosh, a really interesting, different sort of book set in the 17th century, sort of industrial Lancashire and a very, very nice voice. But the thing is, it's about a woman who's only 17 and is pregnant for the third time. She's had two stillbirths. It's the third pregnancy. And she's found a letter from the doctor that her husband has seen. And she, he hasn't shown her, which says if she goes into a child's bed, as they put it, again, she won't live. So she's actually carrying a baby and she knows that, you know, um, she's she'll probably her. die in childbirth. And God, I mean, it, it makes you realise, doesn't it? The bloody, you know, the fear that women would have gone into giving birth, the, the brutality of it. It's incredible. So are you listening to this one? Or are you yeah, I'm listening. It? Yeah, it's an audible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But good. At the moment, I think it's going to be very good. OK, OK. Well, it should be if it's a rich and Judy. They don't, you know, they don't pick any old rubbish. No, they don't muck about. They, they go for what they know a lot of people are going to really, really enjoy. I have just finished Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reid, which yep. has been nominated for the Booker. Now, I've always fought quite shy of Booker-nominated books because some of them are really tricksy and really just hard reads. And this is a very accessible, very easy read. And the book begins with a black babysitter accused of kidnapping the white toddler who is in her care. And it's just... I've, I've listened to it, and again, the, the narrator is fabulous. It's a really yeah. vivid book with very... The, the characters come off come off the page, which is a total cliche, but it's absolutely true. Very vibrant young black female characters. Plus, it's very funny, and it's that uh, what I like is the fantastic blend of the very domestic, yet it's still saying something about a bigger issue. And there is a, a three year old. Uh, she turns from two to three in the book. There's a, a toddler who's the the charge, you know, the, the oh, babysitter's yeah. uh, charge, and it's the best toddler voice that I've ever heard. Oh, is a, it? Yeah, is it's it? just such a charming, she's called Briar and it's this very original, very funny little girl with a, a, just such a, a, a definite voice. And I just, I, I love, it was, it's a lovely relationship. The relationship between this, this white toddler and her black babysitter is absolutely mm. delicious. Mm, that sounds um, good. Yeah, it is good. It is. And I've started uh, a psychological thriller now by Louise Candlish who uh, won a lot of prizes for um, a book she wrote last year. It's called The Other Passenger. And it's one of those sort of instantly gripping modern day psychological thrillers. Mm. So you scamper, th you scamper through those books, don't you? Very good. And I'm good. reading uh, Dom Jolly's The Hezbollah Hiking Club as well, because he's coming around on Thursday. He's got a bi-royal appointment visit for the gallery. Um, and he wants a quote for this book, which I'm actually really, really enjoying. And it's not the sort of thing you and I would pick up, but it's so it's a travel book for people who don't really like travel books. I've never been a travel book reader. I think no. you know people are or they aren't. But because this is Dom and it's such a personal thing, and it's going back to Beirut where 
his oh, family. Oh, he was born, wasn't he? Where he's yeah, brought, he's yeah. Brought up. It's just, yep. Especially at the moment with everything that's happened. Oh, yes. Um, it's just really... It's really nice to remember that Beirut was another place once upon a time. It, it you mm. know, it was a vibrant sort of forward-looking place, and it's 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 really educational, but also very very funny. Uh, and TV-wise, um, I've got a, a, a recommendation from Helen Jones, age sixty. Oh, and a quarter. At sixty and a quarter. Yeah, yep. same yep. age as me. She might even be a Pisces like me, and she recommends for me The West Wing. After the Sopranos, have you done that one, Judith? No, not no. I haven't. No, I could do that. Um, might feel a bit dated though. I think now. Imagine you, you could have said that about the Sopranos, presumably. And it doesn't feel. It just feels. I'm on the last series now, Judith, and things are going badly wrong for the mob oh. family, and they're all getting too old to be mobsters. And it's the most. Oh, it's kind of devastating. It really is. It's it's this last series is quite harrowing, and you're just getting the impending doom feeling that it's not going to end well. Gosh, gosh, you've really loved it, haven't you? I've loved I mean, it. Yeah, I've yeah, loved yeah. it like no, a great. relationship. It's, it's long. It, it's yeah. lasted longer than some relationships I've had. And I'm fonder <laughs> of it and I will remember it, it with much more love than than I will <laughs> many other things. And just on the subject of telling, because I think some people last week thought that I was um, unduly harsh on Fiona Bruce last week and her wardrobe. I think we both were. Yeah. Should we take it back? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, okay. she's probably quite powerful as well, isn't she? It's Do not just I mean? that. But la this this past Sunday when she was on Antiques Roadshow, she was wearing a really fabulous outfit. Oh, was she? Yeah. Maybe she listened to the podcast and thought she'd better up again. You don't you don't know? Might have done. Imagine she was wearing this gorgeous <laughs> yellow shorty jacket was with she? a pair of well fitting jeans. Oh, yeah, she looked, she nice. looked splendid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. She'll be in those gold hot pants, won't she, before too long? Yes, she knows what's good for her. Yeah, yep, absolutely. indeed, indeed. We've had some nice emails. Yes. Um, Justine, 53 and three quarters. I'm very pleased to say that people are being much more um, careful about telling us their age now. Efficient, absolutely. I mean. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, and she's been binge listening, but <laughs> she's obviously, quite a few people do that, don't they? They obviously discover us and, and sort of binge listen them all. And she said she was really enjoying them, but she didn't think a lot of episode 74 until she realised she had us on 1.5 speed. Yeah, we must have sounded like sort of hysterical chipmunks, which we yeah, do yes. anyway uh, now and again. But I've accidentally done that, and it really is. It's a, a complete mindfuck. I did a book <laughs> once on it. I thought, what, what's the producer thinking here? This is ridiculous. Why can't this narrator just calm the fuck down? Um, I, we got a great uh, email from last week. I was talking about the difficulty of leafleting uh, through bastard letterboxes. And Nicole Nixon, this is a, one of our younger listeners at 43, yeah. uh, wrote in, wrote in, she emailed in <laughs> to say she was a leafleter for Slimming World and she recommends the wooden spatula technique. Brilliant. Which is, a, God, that just shows such experience, right? So you're leafleting and you encounter a bastard letterbox <laughs> with all the bristled ones that don't let you put a flyer through. Oh, you've you got any bag, right? You've got a wooden spatula and you push it through. Yeah, push Poke. it through. That is just a genius. That's isn't intelligence, it? isn't it? Bloody yeah. good. Really good. Very and good. finally, uh, we got sent a brilliant photograph. Oh. And I, I, if we, have we put it up on our social media? Yet? No, I don't think. I think we should. I don't understand these things because I think they sent it via messenger or something. Um, yeah. Linda and Josie, right, who are very good friends, and they retired from teaching at infant school, 
and they were inspired by the photo we put up on Sunday. And they put one of the two of them up because yeah. they look like our kind of doppelgangers. They do, don't they? It, and they you, do. very, you very friendly you said, oh, God, it's like sort of twin towns. You know, when people have twin towns, it's like we've got twin older and wider. Yeah, members. absolutely. Yeah, a it's different sort of form of twinning. Acts. Yeah, mm. that are like us, yeah. but aren't. Yeah. But did you see, did you see that, did you enlarge the picture to see what they were sitting on? No. Oh, it's hilarious. They're obviously outside the school where they used to teach. And they're both sitting on like a big kind of rocking horse, like yeah. a double, you know, like a tandem rocking thing. Yeah, that, yep. that's filthy really, isn't it? They were getting their kicks. So I think they might have been getting <laughs> slight sexual pleasure from a rocking horse in the playground. They look like jolly good fun to me. And I think we should, yeah, yeah. Maybe there are other people that look like us. You yeah, if know. you've got a mate, uh, if you look a bit like me and you've got a mate who looks a bit like Judith, then send us the photographic evidence uh, because it really makes us laugh. Yeah, uh, might send be a bit us anything, scary though, you know. Jenny. Might be a bit scary. Oh, I'm yeah, yeah. a bit and worried about my my side <laughs> of the bargain here. But yeah, there well, you no, go. I mean, I'll have to be brave. Her, I think. Oh God, what you think? You look like me. Get yes, out of here. <laughs> um, but the the email address is older wider pod at gmail.com oh well done jenny i know I you know. did that without any help oh, i've got it good. written down on a piece of paper here judith you just can't see it <sighs> um yes. and i think that uh we've had a lovely chat today we certainly um, have I'll, I'll finish the show though by giving you and mike your uh, marks out of ten for oh god uh, yes i did i forgot to ask oh now i'm a bit worried go on what's well, that what are our marks out of ten for greediness you get <laughs> ten out of ten <laughs> For polishing off the food on your plates, you get 10 out of 10. Uh, and for being very well-mannered, you get 10 out of 10. It's, three a, tens. it's a full three tens. Three Blimey. tens, yeah. yeah. Blimey. Yeah. Jolly good. Well, okay. we'll have to return the favour and there'll be gravy. I'm just saying, there'll be gravy. All right. <laughs> right, I'm worn out now. Yeah, worn out now. Go for a nap now. Go for a lie yeah, down. Absolutely. Okay. Bye, gang. Bye, Bye everybody. Speak soon. Bye-bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 